Welcome to Fandom and Wellness, a podcast about the complex relationship between fandom and mental health. Disclaimer, we are not psychiatrists or psychologists. We are just fangirls with a vested interest in mental health. I'm Arkita. I'm Jenny. And I'm Danielle. And we realized we never say our names on the episodes, so now we will! <laughs> yes, for for those that do not know what our names are, these are our names, and now you know them. It was like a fun guessing game of whose voice belonged to who before. <laughs> Yeah, so on this episode, we're going to be discussing Spider-Man Far From Home. Yay! Yay! And we will definitely be spoiling all of it. (laughs) So, tell me, what are your thoughts on the movies, Jenny? Uh, It was great. (laughs) I love Tom Holland. Yeah. Um, it was like, I really liked it because it was like a fun high school rom-com with a little bit of child endangerment. <laughs> and... <laughs> I'm just kidding. A lot of t- child endangerment. A lot of child endangerment. Yeah. I think he's the perfect Spider-Man. He is the perfect Spider-Man. He is the perfect Spider-Man and the perfect Peter Parker. Combined. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, the MCU is pretty good at casting people, I will say that. There's like this, like, innocence almost to him that really works. Yeah, he's joking around the whole time. Right. Uh, Yeah, I just want to say I I called it during our Patreon Patreon episode about the trailer. Uh, Like, Mysterio is going to turn on him. He evil. (laughs) Yeah. I don't... That was... There was no question about that whatsoever. You guys didn't think that. I go bring this into the Patreon episode. I I plead the fifth. Okay. I'm pretty sure. I I don't remember what I said. I said maybe not, but probably. <laughs> Fine, Jenny. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What a conniving little. <laughs> oh man. What were you gonna say, uh, Jenny? <laughs> Well, poor, that? poor Peter is just so desperate to have a new mentor type friend. So right. That's... Yeah. Yeah, that didn't work out. I, for one, loved it. I mean, I don't know anyone that didn't love the movie, but I went to see it with my, with some of my girlfriends. I'm sorry. It wasn't you, Danielle and Jenny. We did I get to live see... by you. You don't live. I know. It's fine. We did get to see Endgame together, but yeah. I went to see it with some of my girlfriends. And there was, like, a moment where we just all were like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Because I was just like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Which moment? All the moments. Oh, okay. <laughs> all the moments. <laughs> okay. So we were just in a constant state of stress. But, no, I think the moment for me where I was just like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, was when MJ finds one of the drones. And I was like, oh, yeah. Wow. Oh. Plot twist. Because it felt like the movie was wrapping up, even though you knew it was going to be longer. You're like, there has to be something else, there has to be something else. What is right. the something else? The something else was that freaking drone. Right. Yeah. I yeah. I, I love their little their little kiss scene because it was like so innocent and not <laughs> not like creepy. Because I mean they're like supposed to be sixteen year olds and I don't really like watching sixteen year olds make out, but so it was like a little like peck yeah. and like a, oh <laughs> It was so awkward. I know. I loved, I it. loved it. It made me really happy. <laughs> it was perfect. Um. Yeah, and I thought 
that the supporting cast was also very good, um, other than MJ, but like like the entire supporting cast of, of awkward teenagers. Yeah, uh, yeah. Was, I live. For oh that. my. <laughs> and, and the, and the Next, teachers. No, and the yeah, and the teachers. And Brad. The teachers were great, but that movie, that movie, Ned was a shining star. He really was. I feel like outside of Peter and MJ, this movie was about Ned and Maria Hill. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you do, don't have the the monster come toward the opera house. And I'm like, no fucking shit, Ned. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. And I, th- well, I thought, what's his face? The, te- the, the teacher. What's his name? Which one? Both of them, but especially the one from the first movie. Not the one that was always like, it's witches. Yeah. (laughs) The one that's like, it's witches. Isn't he from from Freaks and Geeks? Yeah, he is. Is he from Freaks and Geeks? Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of fun. Well, I I know him from um, Silicon Valley, Mm -hmm. where he kind of plays a tough character actually so like it was really interesting to see him being this really <laughs> really timid um guy who just kind of went along with everything oh my god i love um, when he was like he's like i'm just saying if anyone needs any emotional counseling yeah i mean yeah he was all the burst into tears himself yeah going back to maria hill okay we might. Well, we're gonna talk about the, the end credit in anyway. But like, what development did you see <laughs> Maria Hill? Because it wasn't really Maria Hill. You know what I mean? That was what I kind of got upset at the end, where it's like we finally got a movie where we get so much Maria Hill, and then she's a freaking scroll. <laughs> well, there's a theory that she's been a scroll all along. Yeah. But, um, yes, that is a theory. But I'm just wondering. So if she's a scroll. Like, Nick Fury could not have been a scroll all the way since Captain Marvel came out in the 90s. Right. I'm assuming he transformed after the blip. When he came back from the blip. Also, why, of all the things that I they could have called it, a vacation. the blip. That's you. He just needed a vacation. And so... But is he actually taking a vacation in space? Or is he wor- is he still working? No, I think he's... I, well, I mean, as much as you can. I think he's, you know, a vacay. But someone else has to be there taking his place. Yes. Right. And also, I feel as though he's still in communication with with all of this. He's just like, like, like you said, he's taking a break. I mean, he's not necessarily offline the entire time. He still checks in. But he's just like, Thanos done fucked me up. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> How better to describe this? Yeah, but... Oh man, does Talos fuck it up so badly? <laughs> yeah, I gave him glasses, some things happened. Uh, maybe you should come back. He had one job. I'm pretty sure he had one job. And that was just yeah. to give him glasses. Yeah, but but Maria Hill, no, we didn't really see character development. We did, I mean, we got to see her being like a badass a little bit, but. But I think um, that is just, I, I mean, outside of character development, that is pretty much who she is. She's like a badass agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. and. We don't really get that many of them within the Marvel movies. Like, I think outside of Nick Fury, we got Angel Coulson. And then, forgive me, I'm forgetting her name, but we got Peggy's niece. And even then, she was only in one. And after that, we never saw her Sharon, again. yeah. Yes. But a, um, Maria Hill has been with us for, for years now as well. I'm really, I'm really hoping to see more of Maria throughout this. 
Yeah, well, I don't know what the fuck is going to happen next. Maria but... or Skrull Maria. What, yeah. Uh, which Mar- where is Maria? Because we got to see where Nick Fury was. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe she's with him. I don't know. No. Come on. Nick Fury's she not could be. vacating with anyone. How did you like Happy in this? I loved him. I did too. Happy and Aunt May were so cute, and at the end, when I guess Aunt May was saying it was just like a fling, and he was like, what? I like you. I was like, no! And then she goes, we'll see where it goes. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes, give me that independent woman energy, okay? Hey, Happy's so sweet. Happy is so sweet and wonderful, and they both deserve someone that makes them happy. I can tell that they both make each other happy, but... I mean, Happy's been Happy's been through some shit. May's been has. through some yeah. shit. Yeah, I, I like that Happy. Um, kind of it seems like took on like a fatherly role to For Peter me. during this movie. Like, like he like basically tells Nick Fury like to like stand down. Yes, towards the end when he's trying to find him. Right, in his own happy way. <laughs> so yeah. It wasn't very in, very threatening, but. Yeah, and then when he when um, Peter's like building his new suit, Happy's looking at him like uh, as if he were Tony. Yes, I loved that scene too. Oh, I wanted to cry. <laughs> do you want to do you want to talk about um, the grief in the movie? Oh yeah, um, yeah. Let's discuss that. I know at the beginning that video montage <laughs> oh my that they put to Whitney <laughs> <God> Houston. <damn> <laughs> Honestly, it looks like something a high school kid would do, which makes yeah. perfect sense because they are in high school. I thought it was very sweet, and I, like, at first it started playing, and I felt really touched because you saw, you saw Vision, you saw Tony, um, you saw N- Natalie, Natasha. Natasha I'm, sorry, <laughs> and you saw Natasha. Sorry, I said Natalie. You saw Natasha. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even even though Natasha died, she was in that video after Cap, who didn't even die. Well, yeah. they don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. He got really old. Like he could be dust. He got really old. <laughs> he could be dust. Um, oh my but, god. Yes. No. I thought it was very touching that they did a little tribute to them because this is taking place only a few months after. Mm-hmm. The blip. Yeah. Oh God! What a name! I don't. I, it was jarring I, when they said when that. They, I'm like, what? What was that? The blip? It's like you're you're like a line on a computer screen. It's like, boop. yeah. <laughs> no, so, you took off so like weird. half of the freaking universe. That isn't just a blip. That is a catastrophe. Yeah, well. Yeah. But everyone is basically treating um, Peter in the movie, well, when he's, when uh, Spider-Man in the movie, as if they just, like, you know, want to gossip about Tony's death, and no one is, like, taking into account how much pain he's probably in because right. of it. Yes. And, like, when he's Peter, no one even knows that he knows Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like so- all these people are, like, are, like, you know, mourning the death of this hero, but they don't he's actually know him in at a all. Way. Yeah, he's 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 mourning like an actual like intimate friend and me- and mentor. Yeah, a friend, a mentor. So many. I wouldn't say he looked up to him as a father figure, but yes, he was a mentor, and yes, like they had created a connection together that was past like him telling him how to advance and who he was. It was just like like he was someone he would go to for advice and someone that he cared about, and they both cared about each other so much. So yeah, like a he, was, he was one of the last people who talked to Tony before he died. Right. 
Yeah. Oh god, yeah. Um, and obviously everyone is expecting him to kind of take up that mantle and live up to not not yeah. to Tony, but to the legend of Tony Stark yeah. and Iron Man. And even Happy said it, even Tony couldn't live up to that right that legend. I love hearing about how much of a mess Tony Stark is. <laughs> because that's yeah. that's real. Because he really was a mess. Yes, he was a mess. He did a lot of wonderful and great things. But I feel like once all that happened and he kind of sobered up as a person, that that the Iron Man persona kind of took over and people only saw him as Iron Man and not Tony Stark, which is a human person. And that's why they kind of expect... Spider-Man, not Peter Parker, to live up to those expect- expectations. They are two completely separate entities capable right. of making their own decisions and following their own paths. Like like Happy said, Tony is not able to live up to the Iron Man legacy and Spider-Man will never be able to live up to the Iron Man legacy. He will create his own legacy. Absolutely, he is the hero that everyone needs. He is your friendly neighborhood hero, but like he will never be... Iron Man and Tony Stark will never only be just Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was gonna, and there's um, you know, the scene when Mysterio is talking to him and he's asking basically like, Well, what do you want, Peter? Because he's right. just talking about what Tony would have wanted, what Happy wants, and what uh Nick Fury wants. And not really like thinking about his own needs at all. Well it's yeah, and it's interesting because in Infinity War he was like, oh, I want to be, I want to fight next to you, Tony. I want to be involved. I want to do, I'm coming on the spaceship whether you want me to or not. And uh, and then in this one, he kind of realizes the ramifications of being involved with such a large scale and ca- catastrophic event. Yeah, and realizes he can lose people along the way. And as the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, he, he there's not as great risk of doing that right right it's like not only he he realizes there's a greater risk with losing people that he's close to but he also realizes that he's tired like he's ready to take a step down he's like there's authorities for this like there are other avengers like why is this resting on my shoulders and rightfully so he is a teenager like your brains aren't fully developed until you're, what, 23-ish? You're still learning, and he's still learning. Isn't it, like, 28? 20? It's 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 sometime in your 20s, and he is, what, like, 16, 17 years old? Right. Yeah. So he's still developing all of these emotions and dealing with all these hormones, and he just, he really is just trying to get back to being a teenager. Like, yes, he'll be friendly neighborhood Spider-Man when he is home in his neighborhood, but, like, outside of that, he really wants to enjoy being a teenager, and I can't fault him for for wanting that life. He has sacrificed so much and put so much on the table and risked so much for all these other people that he wants to be selfish for a while. And I think that is radical self-love and radical self-care to be able to mm-hmm. say no when the time is right and no when you really need that time to take for yourself. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was a nice vacation for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> was it? I don't think it was ever a nice vacation. Because <laughs> he almost killed Brad. Brad was blackmailing him. His necklace broke. Like When he almost killed Brad, it was so funny. <laughs> I cannot even. Yeah. Oh, that- man. <laughs> oh, man. This is why you don't put drones in the hands of 17-year-olds. Literally why, literally why you do not give teenagers drones or weapons, weapons of mass destructive destruction, oh because God. that is essentially what Edith is. And yes, I ordered those Edith glasses. Are they here yet? No, I'm waiting for them. They come on Friday. I'm really hyped to get these. I'm going to wear them like all the time this summer and their sunglasses. Catch me outside. Yeah. <laughs> well, excited to see pictures. Yeah, I I think it's uh, important that Peter, throughout most of this movie, is kind of just like, I know my limits, like, these are my limits. But mm-hmm. then all these adults keep, like, pushing his limits. Right. For their needs. Also, what is up with these adults? Like, this is a child! Yeah. I know at one point, Nick Fury, where Peter's like, I'm just your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. And Nick Fury's like, bitch, you've been to space. I'm like, and what? He's been to space, but he's a teenager. He's not Captain America here. This isn't the 40s. There are child labor laws. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, going to space, he ended up in the fucking blip. (laughs) Well, I mean, he would have been blipped no matter what, I think. think. Yeah. He was destined to be blipped. I mean... Yeah. But, um... Yeah, like, these adults, like, Quentin Beck, a.k.a. Mysterio, are treating them like... Yeah, they're they're not... He's not treating them, him and his friends, like like kids. He's treating them like enemies, you know? Well, well, at first, Quentin Beck, to fool Peter, is treating him like he's a kid. Right, yeah. But just to get what he wants, obviously. Yeah, and it's I'm I'm a little tired of these villains that are created because Stark looked at them the wrong way, but like <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like you mean Iron Man one, two, and three? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And I, but um, it it was definitely a really cool use of um a really cool use of the technology the barf technology um <laughs> to create all of these illusions and obviously my one of my favorite parts was when um uh he kind of like created all of these illusions around Peter oh, to the make bar. him that was stressing me uh, oh no well, no, no not like in the bar i like the scene in the i actually really like you know when like they were going through scene. the different people and they're like this is how this person helped this is how this person helped Janice! The cape! <laughs> the cape! Yeah, but it was stressing me out so much. It was stressful. When, like, all the illusions were around Peter when he was trying to fight him. Oh, yeah. When he, like, when he, like right. you know, like, shot Nick Fury and then... Uh, oh, yeah, oh, my God! The, the illusions that led up to being led up to him being hit by a train. And yeah. thank goodness he has those freaking super spidery, spidey powers because... He'd be dead, yeah. I felt the tears on my face. I was like, no, no, Spider-Man, no. And in my head, I'm just like, oh my God, what are his friends going to think? Oh my God, what's Aunt May going to do? Oh my God, what's everyone going to do? Everyone is going to miss this poor little boy. 
because he was forced to do this when he didn't want to do this. They sent him to Prague when he could have just gone to Paris, given MJ the Black Dahlia necklace, and kissed her. But they went to Prague. Yeah, and it's like, it was, like you said, it was super stressful. It was, uh, I was constantly, like, concerned that he was going to run into something or like get hit by something real but it's not real and but he was he was punching yeah like like, extreme cement walls that was like Masira's like master gaslighter yeah Yeah. actually like that's like his superpower that's That's his superpower gaslighting real good thanks I was convinced it was Nick Fury that like I'm obviously, I think everyone no, was I was convinced. also convinced that yeah. that was Nick Fury. And I was like, yep, yeah, it's Nick Fury. He's here. We're all oh, thank safe. God. And then when he said, yeah, my friend MJ and Ned, no, I was like, no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Yeah, what a dick. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand why. I don't know. Like, it felt like all of the people he was working with, once he said he was going to kill Peter, were kind of like not into it anymore. Right, they they but they still went along with it because he kind of threatened their lives. Yeah, it's like bit. what were yeah. you gonna do? That dude who worked for Obadiah Stane and then worked for him, he's like, why do I keep getting myself <laughs> in these kind of situations? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Well, he's he's probably a little bad himself, but still, Jesus, <laughs> choose your bosses a little more wisely. Yeah, don't you have LinkedIn? <laughs> Well, man, if all your bosses are like fucking plotting Super revenge, villain. like maybe it's a sign. Oh goodness! Or like all your uh, all your bosses have a god complex. That's maybe a sign. Yeah, don't work for that yeah. person. He, yeah, Mysterio was a megalomaniac. That's what, I had to look that up to make sure it was the right word to use. But he's <laughs> Wait, definitely what, what was that word? Megalomaniac. Megalomaniac. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Megalomaniac. Yeah, he's just, like, driven by power, and nothing will get in his way. Yeah, he didn't care Um, how many casualties there were when he um, was like, well, we need to do a grand scale, uh, like, Avengers-style threat. Yeah. Yeah. And you know who he reminded me of while he was doing that? Who? Could just be that I was so... Syndrome! From The Incredibles! I mean, this is basically the, uh, I mean, Syndrome was an adult, but it's like, he got his dreams shattered by Mr. Incredible or Tony Stark, took his idea, mm-hmm. and now his entire work is around destroying Tony Stark's legacy and, like, reclaiming hero-dumb for himself, coming up with this grandiose idea that he's from another dimension he's here to save the world from these giant monsters and what what was so sad that really upset me was the idea that he was from another um universe and that people believed it because they had already been through so much trauma that they were like we just believe anything and nobody <laughs> know, he's like he's like apparently that that uh, story works now so <laughs> I, yeah, I, I love that he had a writer like, yes. on hand. Yes. But, like, watching that and thinking about everything that's happened with the Chitari, with Thanos, with, with the freaking, just with Loki alone, I would honestly believe that that happened. Like, yeah, the he world was, came yeah, from the world universe. was just like, why not? Well, yeah, this this might as like, well happen. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and then everyone ends up believing him at the end when he 
claims that Spider-Man like killed him and was plotting all this. <laughs> and and his name. <laughs> Poor Tom Holland. I, I was so <laughs> mad. I was so mad. I was like, this is not happening. This is not fair to Peter Parker. No. And I don't know. It was a it was real just, dick <sighs> move. Your last move on Earth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what the fuck? And like, I obviously... I wonder what the ramifications are, because usually, like, he Spider-Man has been an enemy of the state slash the police slash whatever before, but it's usually God. people don't know who he is, right? Right. Now, they all know who he is. They know his name. He was seen outside of Penn Station slash Madison Square Garden with his name being broadcasted to the entire world. I love that they use the same actor for, uh... J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the yes. Get me those pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> oh. He's the perfect Yeah, that was perfect. That. That was, I'm happy they brought him back. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine what May must have been feeling like when that news was announced. Uh, other than, like, terrified, probably. Mm-hmm. I know that in, like, the Civil War comic book series uh, from the... God, I don't know, 2000s. Um, Spider-Man is unmasked. But he unmasks himself, yes. right? Yes. So, but also, like, there, uh, I I kind of wish he had kept his secret identity a little longer because I feel like we haven't explored secret identities as much in the MCU as I would have liked because we already knew who Iron Man was from the beginning. Um, no one really tries to hide their identity. Yeah, we know St- we know Steve Rogers is uh cat. Right. Exactly. And Natasha revealed everything when Shield went down, remember? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. There aren't very many with secret identities. Right. I mean, so I th- I thought it would have been better if they had kept that. Is Ant- what about Ant-Man? Well, yeah, nobody knows who Ant-Man is, but Ant-Man is also an adult capable of making that decision for himself. Peter Parker is a teenager, and they should have been working harder to keep that identity secret, because even when they were in Europe, they're like, they can't know. He specifically told Nick Fury that if they if I'm here, they're going to know it's me. They made him Night Monkey. <laughs> so it's really frustrating, and it's very upsetting, and he should definitely have kept his secret identity from Mysterio. He was very quick to be trusting with him, and I understand... What? It was fucking Nick Fury slash Talos or Talos who was like, oh. oh, everyone here knows your identity so you can take your mask yes. off. I'm like, but no, I'm like, don't Mysteria do that. just got here. He don't yeah. know shit. Why are you telling him? <laughs> but he just, yeah, he was just like, he, he just really, it's not that he wanted a replacement for Tony. It's just he wanted, I don't know, someone who understands him. Yeah. I feel like he, he, thought he found a replacement as in like someone who could take a place of Iron Man instead of him because obviously everyone believed him to be Quentin slash Mysterio to be the hero that he said he was right which he was not but once again it's like it is the facade of the perfect quote-unquote perfect hero there's no such thing yeah um, and I, I wanted to say this earlier, but <laughs> as you guys both know, I'm pneumonia, so I'm a little spaced in and out here. Uh, <laughs> when, That's okay. When, when, we're, <laughs> when, we're, when we were talking about, like, um, uh, Peter's grief having to do with Tony, um, 
so like everyone is like doing all these tributes and so he's like seeing him everywhere and like Mm -hmm. what i what i've noticed from like real life experience whatever is that like if if you don't know someone that well who passed away like i i feel like you're more inclined to like do all these like these tributes and, like, whatever, because you want to constantly mm-hmm. be reminded of them. But a lot of times, like, if you're someone who is experiencing grief of someone who's, like, a partner or family or, like, a very close friend, you actually kind of, like, it's, like, very painful to see those uh, images all the time. Yes. And, like, you kind of, and, like, you kind of want, a, like, a warning before having to always right. see those images. Because it's you're, you're especially pe- ex- experiencing some form of PTSD from that. You've lost this person. They're no longer in your life. It's And I think what's hard is that the fact that they have passed away, this person is physically no longer in your life. There's no way to contact them. There is no way to reach out to them. So seeing that triggers you into thinking, you see them and you want them to be there and you know that they can't be there. Right. Yeah. I I think it's more just like the pain from losing someone who is in your life daily is very different than losing someone who you view as a celebrity. Yes. Right. Yeah. I really do like that even, well, even in death, Tony's the hero, but also even in death, he like leaves behind things to help um Peter and things to kind of guide him along in life. Yeah. And even though at first he doesn't accept that and real and thinks that he was supposed to give the glasses to somebody else, he realizes that he doesn't need to live up to what he thought Tony was or what people thought Tony was. Yeah, so how do you, how do you feel about about Mysterio trying to take down Stark legacy? Well, it's obvious that Mysterio had a different view of Stark than everyone else, mm-hmm. or at least Peter did. People because... people can be different things to different people. Right, exactly, yeah. One person's and... hero is another person's enemy. <laughs> yeah, actually, well, yeah. Um, and obviously, he did. Uh, Mysterio didn't like that he was basically, that Stark was using his um, technology for therapy instead of whatever we're like whatever he was planned he wanted to use it for yeah um probably something related to weapons honestly Which Stark decided not to do anymore yeah he's not weaponizing any more of his his inventions right exactly granted a lot of um, his inventions weren't his adventures anymore like he did have other people within his employment but that was right goal was all towards science technology and advancement no weaponizing right exactly like you said, it's interesting to see the duality of all these people worshiping Iron Man and then all these people who are hate Iron Man as well. Um, maybe it's foreshadowing for Spider-Man in the future. Um, but who knows? We'll see. <laughs> what, so what do you think is going to happen in the future? God, I don't know how this is going to not break bad. Like... <laughs> Obviously, scrolls are going to be a much bigger part of the future. Yeah. Right? And are we um, going to like find out a bunch of people are scrolls? God, I... Ooh, how are we going to react to that? Well, I don't think anyone... 
people reacted really well to even like just Nick Fury and Maria being scroll for maybe like even just since the blip. Yeah. So who knows? Like I don't think people are gonna react very well to like if people have been scrolls all along. You know? Yeah. Like imagine being married for years. Well, well, when did you get married? Did you get married pre or post scroll? Yeah, that's because if you got married <laughs> pre post scroll, post scroll, would matter. But like, yeah. what if you got married pre scroll and? Your partner was human, and now they are not human. Or how would you even know? Are you being alienist right now? What is this? What? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But no, it's like the, no, no, no. I'm not person. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is this. Okay, maybe one's an upgrade. Who knows? They can change different parts of their body. Wow. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean, Arkita? You know what I mean. I don't. I don't know what you mean. Exactly. So we're going to leave it there. <laughs> um, yeah. No, but I'm just thinking, like, what if the person you're with, you don't realize that they're a squirrel because they've been presenting as human this whole time? Or like married? You know, I don't know. Bad partner. I don't know. If <laughs> you don't know your fucking partners, is it alien? Not? <laughs> that too. But what if like, like how would I react if my if my cat came up to me and said, "I'm a flirkin." <laughs> yeah. If it's, I think you no. I think you'd be pretty psyched, man. Yes. No one is breaking psyched. into your apartment. Nobody. Nobody. Not any more of those damn pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> But I also think, well, I mean, we'll find out next year. Nope. Next week at New York. Nope. San Diego. Diego. Yeah, San Diego. They're probably going to use something for phase five, right? Yeah. You guys should, um, you guys, our listeners should let me know because Danielle, me, I, little pedal, we'll we'll be wandering around San Diego. And so if there's something specific you want to see, maybe I could video it and put it on our Patreon. Yeah. Or in our stories on Instagram. Yeah, I, you're not going to wait for that line, though, to get into the Hall H. Fuck no, right? I'm not going to Hall H. I hate yeah. lines. Literally, the only line I wait for is the TSA line, and even that, I'm about to pay that 80 bucks to get that uh, fast pass. <laughs> <laughs> the four year long fast pass. <laughs> this is the lines in all fucking lines. Yeah, you did um, it, right? Uh, no. Oh, I thought you did Hall H when you were there. No, no. Uh,. No, but I did. Fun fact. Oh my god. Uh, quick story. Uh, I was outside a hotel with Mark, who is from Fan Mail. He was smoking, and we started talking to this person who worked for Comic Con. And then she like gave me like the secret password that you say to someone to get into Hall H through the secret door. So I went there for the Supernatural panel. Whoa. Yeah. Well, I want to hear this password afterwards in case it's the same. I don't remember it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so they'll be announcing stuff there. I think maybe Fantastic Four will be uh, announced again. I don't mean slap you. I will slap them if they make another Fantastic Four movie. You're not good at this. Let it go. Is it the MCU's doing it? Yeah, 
Yeah, I think so. Well, I guess I can't use Chris Evans. No. (laughs) (laughs) Just give me Guardians 2. I want to see Pirate Angel. Guardians 3, you mean, Three, yes. Yeah, okay. Are we done talking about Spider-Man? Did we not say anything about Spider-Man? We went off track. We did a lot of Oh, track. well, we started talking about theories about the next phase, but, um... Scroll Invasion. Right. Uh, is there anything else we want to say about Spider-Man, though? I mean, was there anything else we wanted to say about it? We got to talking about, like, a lot of the background characters. Did we really say anything about Zendaya? Oh my god, she's amazing. She is just, <laughs> so, like, her embodiment of MJ. I love, I love all of it. And screw all the haters that are like, she isn't white, or she doesn't have red hair. Blah, 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 blah. I don't care. Eat a bag of chocolate-covered dicks. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice of you to cover them in chocolate. I don't care. She is amazing. She has done such she is a really phenomenal good. job. I know. She's like, oh, the is is the Black Dahlia because the murders. <laughs> I I fucking love that. And no yes. one in my theater care like understood that reference, but I was like, that is so good. Yeah. She's like, I brought I brought this, and it's like, uh, I don't know what that spiky ass thing is called. She's like, a mace? To help. Yeah, a mace. I like how I like how when they're in that room, only the girls had weapons, and the boys were all like kind of hiding. Oh, really? <laughs> And oh, also, man. okay, I'm sorry, this is off track from MJ, but they finally got this right in the movie. That bridge is not the London Bridge, it is the Tower Bridge. <laughs> they do this every fucking movie, like outside of Marvel. It's always, that's the London Bridge. No, motherfucker, that's a Tower Bridge. That's where the crown jewels are kept and where they kept prisoners. The London Bridge is actually really ugly, okay? <laughs> hey, Arkita, Arkita. Yes? Your nerd. Let me be a nerd then. I appreciate my nerdiness. I'm sure somebody else also appreciates my nerdiness. Okay? We all appreciate it. Okay, well. (laughs) But no, back to Zendaya. She she was amazing in this role. What I was saying is we I loved her in this because she plays this really so not even like a kind of socially awkward but also politically charged like teenager who's all about doing good and doing the right thing and i feel as though that comes off really well in this rendition of her played by this actress and i love it so i love it so much and i love that they cast somebody that was not someone you would you would think to be in this role but they have taken it and taken it on with such like poise and dignity that they they like I honestly can't picture another MJ. Like, when I think of MJ, I think Zendaya outside of, like, comics. And I'm really glad that she's had more time to shine in this movie because it shows that she is competent and capable and her own self-saving... She's a self-saving princess. She does... Like, yes, Peter Parker is there to save her, her in, like, major life moments, but she's ready to, like go at it and kick butt and come up with a plan like so often we don't get to see that within a lot of movies is like strong capable competent women and i love that and it makes me feel me feel like wow they're really realizing that women can do shit i feel great we're not just helpless damsels in distress right what i really like about her character is that she is interesting she is different from other kind of more generic almost 
characters. Um, she has a very unique personality, and she's very she's very funny in her own like kind of deadpan, snarky yeah. way. Yes. Also, she's taller than him. She. <laughs> I, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, completely unrelated, but <laughs> well, not t- uh, if you guys haven't listened to <laughs> Zendaya's Michi, Google that and, okay. and, and ruin your whole <laughs> next For week. What? For <laughs> it's what? like a it's a weird like YouTuber song. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, I have to go into this Zendaya's Michi. Okay. Uh, anything else? Um. I will say go watch her stories. Ah, uh, this is... Watch her stories. She's been posting a lot of fan art and my favorite so far about the <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing so hard because it was so funny. She posted this one fan art. You know that meme that's going around with the two people fighting in the background and one person's like squatting and throwing up Deuce's sign? You know that's, that? Yeah. That's the first time I've seen that meme, but... <laughs> Someone redrew it as Tom Holland and Remy High or like Peter and Brad fighting and MJ's in the front like get up and that has been my favorite favorite meme to come out of this movie and I freaking love it. And also to add to that, I love Peter Parker because Oh man, not Peter Parker. Tom Holland. Tom Holland you see because he, he what he stood did up with for it, that yeah, that girl. Yes, because there are so many. The, what were they? They were like just getting shit signed, and they were like mm-hmm. pushing her it's against pe- the railing. It's people it's like, who they get uh, autographs from celebrities and then they sell them on like eBay and stuff. Yes, and yeah. it's like all these grown ass already... men were like shoving this young girl against like barricades, and she was having a panic attack and couldn't breathe. And Tom Holland was like telling them to back up. And he was like, if you don't back up, I'm just going to throw your shit on the ground. <laughs> he did. Yeah. He threw all their stuff on the ground. Good for and him. He's, and like, you can hear in the video, he's like, I got you. I got you. <laughs> oh, yes. yeah. No, absolutely. And uh, one, I feel, I'll just say feel sorry, but I'm upset that that even happened. And that grown men couldn't like restrain themselves from pushing a younger girl out of the way or pushing her into something no, like they don't care self-control like whoo. tom holland yeah, this tom tom holland is a hufflepuff who thinks he's a gryffindor he's, <laughs> <laughs> i know those feels <laughs> <laughs> but yes no like that just confirmed my love for him even more as a person i'm like that is very sweet so yeah thank you to him for standing up for her yeah spider bay <laughs> Spider Bay. Spider Bay. So, anyone else got something nope. to add? No, I just want to say, as of this episode, I'm back on Prozac. So, yay! Yay! <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Finally. So, thanks so much for listening. Please take a moment to subscribe, review, and rate us. It's the easiest way to help support our podcast. If you leave us a five-star review, we might pick it up to read it on the air. This week's review comes from Bernadette. She says, I like the intersections between self-care and community. The hosts discuss experiences that are hard but important to talk about, alongside discussing various fandoms. Keep up the good work. If you want to chat with us about the episode, our social medias are Fandom and Wellness on Instagram, Fandom and Wellness on Facebook, and Fandom Wellness on Twitter. 
You can also find me at the Sheet Geek NYC on Instagram. And you can find me at the Box of Shadows on Instagram. And you can find me at Little Petal on Instagram. And if you want bonus content, you can join our fandom family at patreon.com slash fandom and wellness for our Patreon exclusive geek sessions. Uh, we just uploaded videos on the Mulan trailer, the Maleficent trailer, and our reactions to Ariel's casting. Yes. yes. <laughs> so thanks so much for listening. And remember, be kind and take no shit. Bye. Yes. Bye.